On this episode of Digital Signage Digest, we take a look at two different companies, two different programs, helping dealers uh, deal with COVID and helping them help their customers get back to work and back to school. All that and more next on Digital Signage Digest. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Digital Signage Digest, episode 22. Digital signage in the age of COVID. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Atlas IED. Innovative audio solutions for every business environment. This is Digital Signage Digest. My name is Tim Albright, your host. Uh, This month, we're going to take a look at ways to use digital signage to uh, help get back to work and back to school uh, in the age of COVID-19. With us today, first and foremost, is Adam Schmidt from Planar Systems. Welcome, sir. Thank you, Tim. Good to be here. Appreciate you having uh, so, me. So let's let's kind of chat about this for a second. Um, we're going to get into some of the, the things that you guys have got um, uh, coming down the pipeline, but also some some brand new stuff you've released, honestly, kind of right before COVID and in the middle of all this. When you guys talk to dealers now and, and, and the, the systems that they're putting in, how are you guys able, as, as a display manufacturer, to help them kind of help their clients you know, make sure that their their customers are, are safe, their employees are safe, uh, but also that they've all got the, the, the latest and greatest information uh, based on safety and also what's expected of them in that space at that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good question. Uh, we have a, our dealers have a lot of customers who have a need to review and share data, an urgent need to review and share big data today. A lot of it related to COVID, but not all of it. And they're confronted with this reality at a time when they haven't budgeted it. And a lot of times they have, um, you know, they're, they're financially struggling. And so as we go to deploy these systems, these visualization systems, the state of the art for these is LED, but it's still, it's, it's relatively new technology. And so customers are relatively unfamiliar with it compared to, you know, maybe they're coming off of an LCD video wall or they're coming off of projectors And so it's a new technology that's unknown. And it's also, it looks expensive on the onset, you know, especially at these, at at the pixel pitches required to review some of this detailed information, you know, it is still, it's still more expensive than either LCD or projection. And so we we're trying to help our dealers take the fear of the unknown with LED and the, the budget realities of today's economy and trying to address both of those. And, and so that was our, that was our sort of mindset or our, our motivation behind launching these new programs during COVID. Well, but to be clear, these aren't COVID programs. These will endure. You know, these, yeah, these yeah. are spawned by COVID, but these will endure for as long as we can see. Well, let's, let's chat about, you know, kind of the, those, the, the, the budgeting moving forward, right? When you guys look at next year um, and there are several factors going coming into play here we are recording this a week before the the u.s presidential election obviously neither of us know what's going to happen there however regardless of who is elected as as the next as as either the the returning president or the new president it will impact the economy it just just does right every four years something there there is an election and every four years it has an impact on, on the economy I'm not going to say positive or negative on either side. It's just that it, it is a fact of what happens with Wall Street. Um, but you're looking at, at next year and you're looking at kind of the, 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 
six to, to nine months that we've had with COVID so far, what do you guys see happening for, you know, projects as well as, you know, with your dealers in 2021? It's a, I'd call it a million dollar question, but it's much bigger than that. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 has there ever been a harder time to predict a business than this? I mean, so it's tough. We're active. These are active conversations. This is the time of year where we're finalizing our next year plans every year. And as we look at it this year, one, I guess our approach is just like you opened with, like, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen in this socioeconomic climate. We don't know what's going to happen with this election. Don't know what's going to happen with this virus. So we can't just wait for some quote unquote normalcy. Um, this, there's no doubt that this situation has, it has harmed, there are more losers than winners in this for sure, but there are emerging opportunities. And so, and, and we think that as a, as a local US based company and as a company that's increasingly focused on LED, we think we're well positioned to help these dealers and to help these customers. We have more boots on the ground than anybody. And so, and, and as it relates to peace of mind and budgeting, we, we can a- accommodate that. These dealers don't know what's going to happen next year either. And so, and so we're all, you know, we're all seeking to identify and exploit new opportunities. And a lot of that is around virtualization and keeping people apart. And so um, we see another, we see a softer economy. You know, we, I was reading a Deloitte report last night. I don't disagree with them. You know, it's GDP will decline again next year. Um, even some of the markets that we see as like insulated from from these things, like the government market, even that's a little bit narrow because I think most expect federal spending to increase again next year, just like it did this year. Federal, the federal spending has actually gone up this year, um, and, and as us, as has our federal business. State and local is going to get crushed next year, and so th- they expect 10, 12 percent declines in state and local government spending. Um, and that's that's obviously a big a big source of um, revenue and income for our channel. And so I think as it relates to the corporate market, we've got to be much better at um, virtualizing and keeping people apart. You know, I think it's a mindset. Our products, our visualization products for for years and years and years have been used to, to bring people together. And what we see more and more now is that those same visualization solutions are being used to keep people apart. And whether it's in classrooms or whether it's in meeting rooms, boardrooms, there are certainly opportunities, but there are fewer of them. You know, there are fewer of them in, in these key markets for us and for our channels. So we need to we need to all be lean. We need to be nimble, and I think just accept that if you wait for normal, you're going to die. <laughs> there, there's no there's no waiting for normal. You know, and so find the opportunities where you can. The good news is virtual classrooms. Everybody is a broadcaster, massive investments in the home and home office. There are lots of opportunities out there, um, but they're not always the same as they were, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk about some of the, the, the ways that you guys are, are helping, again, the, the dealers to kind of to level that out, right? And, and to, to smooth some of these, these uncertainties. Uh, you guys released a, a new product called Evercare. Um, the, the, earlier this year, you, you released one called Evernew. Let's talk about Evercare first, but also then we'll, we'll, we'll swing in Evernew. Um, not just a, a warranty program, right? And, and that's the one thing, thing that, that I find fascinating about this. You, you know, there, there are folks that you, you have a five-year warranty, you have, a, you have a, a one-year warranty, you know, whatever. Talk to folks for a second about what makes this a, you know, a little different than maybe another direct view LEDs uh, warranty system. Yeah, thank you. 
Well, at the very top, it's it's a lifetime warranty. So we warrant the product, the whole the whole product for the lifetime of its application. So it's uh, you're right. We come from an industry where it's it's one year, two year, three years, typically what people are offering, but and for good reason. When we were dealing with CRTs and projectors and even LCDs, it, whew, you'd be you'd be way over your skis trying to yeah. offer a manufacturer warranty that was anything really beyond that. But with LED, LED is different. And what we found is two things. One, we do more fine pitch LEDs than anybody in the world, and so we have a, a, we have as much data as anybody about how this stuff behaves. TVF the product that we launched Evercare with is our best-selling LED product today. And it's a, depending on how you want to count, third or fourth generation fine pitch LED product. And we're three years deep in production. We produce it in multiple factories around the world. So we have global coverage, TAA compliance, local support, and it's a product that we aim squarely at the dealers. So we did, we did a lot in the design to simplify the solution so that we, the, the dealers themselves could be more self-sufficient and not dependent on us or anybody else to deploy it and service it. So we tried to take some of the typical excuses off the table, but what we are left with is there's still this massive uncertainty around how this will, stuff will perform over time. Everybody knows it's more expensive up front and everybody's heard, they, they've heard, okay, well, it looks better and it lasts longer. They can see it looks better right away, but they can't see it lasts longer right away. Yeah. But we know it lasts longer right away. We know it lasts longer because of our years in the business. So we chose to offer it on, and, and I should say, what we noticed more, like, especially during COVID, more and more, customers were asking us to quote longer and longer warranties, and none of them scared us. We're, I mean, we, we, we would gladly bid any, I mean, quote any of those warranties, but the customers almost were sheepish. They didn't know that it was possible, right? And so... And so we're, we were we were comparing notes like what do we do in COVID? How do we play to our strengths? You know yeah. how do we how do we do everything we can to, um, you know to to leverage our relative advantages? And this was one of them. We have more people. We have more experience with the product. Uh, we have we're, we have very close relationships with our customers, so we know how these are used. Um, we're very well positioned to to reliably, confidently execute on this service. So what makes a difference is it's lifetime. Another thing that makes a difference is it covers every single component in the system, every pixel, the controller, all the structure, the cabling, everything. And if you look at a lot of other manufacturers' warranties, there are much more, I mean, there's higher hurdles to climb to trigger a warranty event. You can't call because there's one pixel out and say, I want it, I want it fixed. Yeah. <laughs> but with ours, it's everything. It's, it's every component in the system for the life of the system. Good night. All right. Well, so let's bring in then the, the ever new part, mm -hmm. right? And this is, um, you're going to correct me most likely, but I'm, I'm going to say this is a little bit on, on the scale of, of digital signage as a service, right? Or, or, or an, as a service type thing where it, it's not just a lease. Yes, that's part of the deal, but it, it's more than that. Plus you've got the, now you've got the warranty. So talk for a second, how ever new works together with the new Evercare system. So we launched ever new at the very beginning of COVID honestly, as a direct response to customers needing big data right now and having no money, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so, and we knew that was going to persist. We've been talking about doing this for a while, as has the industry. And everybody said, oh, that's such a good idea, but we did it. And so we launched it as a, as a, as a response to that market reality. Basically, what it does is it's pretty simple. It, there's a financing ele element to it and a maintenance element to it. So 
the financing element is it's available in uh, two years on up uh, for the duration. And, and then there's a maintenance element where as part of that, we, you know, we perform, we, we work with a customer to schedule maintenance a few times a year and go on site and just clean it up, you know, balance it, clean up pixels, et cetera. So what it enabled our dealers to offer our customers is a predictable low, lower than ever, predictable monthly expense for however long they intend to use that product. And they know now, here's exactly what it's going to cost me. And, and they know that they have at least some maintenance built in, so nothing can get too far out of whack, right? But by and large, LEDs kind of get tired more than they just die, right? Yeah. And LED walls. And so as long as they have, they have this maintenance program that keeps people coming in every few months, they have a very low predictable expense, that's great. We think that combining the two of these together is even more impactful because now the customer, we, we're trying to take all the objections off the table. So one objection is I don't, I, prove to me that this is gonna last as long as you say it is. Prove to me it's worth the extra money up front. And they're saying, help me, because I don't have any money. <laughs> we we yeah. need it, we have any money. So now they can have a predictable monthly expense, guaranteed the, the product to, to look good throughout and anything that happens is a warranted event. So we've taken the, the, the uncertainty and the expense objections really off the table. And we didn't do it. And we have much more expensive products than TVF. We, we didn't. And we started with TVF intentionally because it is the, it is our, it is our mainstream product, our best-selling product, the one that the market is voting for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that then to, in terms of this, what we just talked about with the, the economy heading up in, into 2021. One of the, the um, important phrases that I learned a long time ago when, when I was a tech manager is total cost of ownership, right? And this, back then we would talk about not just projectors because part of that TCO for projection is, is the lamp consumables and stuff like that. They've moved beyond that since, since I stopped being a tech manager. But even in, inside you know, direct view LED, you do have uh, TCO, whether that is, you know, like you mentioned, the maintenance, you've got um, other, um, not consumables like in, in old school projection, but you do have some some TCO. When you start talking about, you know, specifically the, the, the ever, um, the, the, um, the ever new, what can, can you tell, let's start with the end user and, and what can a dealer say to an end user? when it comes to total cost of ownership and, and why they would may, may want to, you know, go to a program like this, even, you know, beyond uh, maybe in, in favor of, of, you know, outright purchase. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, what I would, what I would say is that without things like Evercare, without, without a warranty program like Evercare, you don't know what your TCO is going to be because yeah. you have unpredictable downstream expenses. And so, and, I, and then, and so I would argue that with Evernew, where you, where you tell you the price right up front, how much it'll be per month and, and with rates today, I mean, you're not paying much to borrow money right now. So these, yeah. these are, there, there's not much, they're not really giving much up to, to spread out the payments. Um, and so with, with Evernew, they have a predictable expense. So the TCO is the monthly expense. The cost of maintenance is now included in Evernew. So they don't have to, they don't have to think about what, how much more am I going to spend on maintenance? And then if something breaks, they don't, I guess what we need to calculate for them is, you know, maybe, I don't know, a little bit of freight, but these are small pieces and parts. Yeah. It's not, it's not much. So the TCO is lower and more predictable, dramatically more predictable than ever with the, with these offerings. 
Very good. Uh, Adam Schmidt from uh, Planar System. We appreciate it, sir. Uh, how do people get a hold of you or, or Planar? Well, visit us at planar.com, of course. Uh, Adam.schmidt at planar.com. <laughs> very good. Adam Schmidt from Planar Systems. Thank you very much, Tim. And with us to talk about uh, COVID-19 and the way Phillips is helping with that is Joe King from Phillips. Welcome, sir. Thank you, Tim. Good to be with you. So let's, let's talk about this for a second. You, you um, not just Phillips over the last couple of years, they've, they've really kind of uh, evolved a number of their different lines. Uh, real, real quickly, currently, um, you guys came out with, I want to say this is a month or two ago, uh, a display that allows um, retail establishments, education facilities, health care facilities to dynamically update customers and, and patrons to let them know exactly kind of what's going on inside, right? So this is situations where you can only have, let's say, 100 people, right? And, and these displays can be dynamically uh, updated and right. say, you know what? There's 97 in here. There's four of you because right. we can scan and right. might not let, let them know. So talk about, about that, that product, not just that product, but how Philips is looking at this current situation and how you guys are, are evolving, right. not just your products, but also helping your partners. Sure. Yeah, Tim, you know, I, th I think when COVID hit, we, we were all kind of taken aback a little bit and all trying to look for ways to pivot yeah. a little bit because business just really came to a screeching halt. And so one of the things we kept talking about, you know, I've, I've, I've used a story in the past was the local grocer that I visit here where I live in Tennessee. Um, you know, they, they were literally had somebody outside counting people going in and counting people going out. And so that's where the idea came from. And so we, we partnered with a couple of camera companies. Uh, and then with some of our distribution partners, and, and we developed the software on our Android platform, but literally with a display, the, the downloaded software, and, and a couple of different cameras that were available, we were able to have people count as they came in and count as they go out, uh, depending on the, on the operation. And, and it's, been, it's been successful in parts of the country, uh, less so in other parts of the country. Uh, and I think that really is just dependent on, you know, I go back to that same grocery store that I was visiting, you know, they stopped counting people after a while yeah. because the state that I live in is a little more relaxed, so to speak, as to how they're doing it. Um, so they just stopped counting people. And so that's why I say it's it's been successful in certain parts of the country and, and less so in others. But just a way we were trying to see what we could impact with COVID. Uh, and see how we could help people out because there, there were an awful lot of places still operating and, and still doing business, but somewhat in a different way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk about this. Some of, some of the places, depending on, on where you are in the States and obviously depending on mm -hmm. where you are in the world, um, there are folks that, that are slowly getting back into the offices. There are people that are getting back into the education facilities. Uh, K-12 seems to be different than, than higher education, but even that is, is dependent mm -hmm. on, on state by state and, and region by region. When it comes to, you know, making sure that, that folks have the latest information, right? And, and that's really kind of what we're talking about here is it's making sure that, you know, um, the, the college student knows, you know, not only uh, what phase that their, their college is in, but also what's expected of them on a day-to-day -day basis talking to a friend of mine who's, who's, uh, whose son is, is going to college up in, in Connecticut. And, you know, from, from one Friday to a, a Monday, they went from a hybrid model uh, to a complete, you know, a complete right. remote model, right? And the way that right. they were able to do that uh, and, and, you know, disseminate that information 
was through digital signage and, and, and through you know, other ways. So talk for a second. You guys have got a couple of different things. You've got a, a new signage TV system coming out. How that's able to help folks you know, um, deploy and update their current systems to make sure that, that everybody on campus, everybody in their system uh, and on, on their property has all the information. Right. Yeah. No, you know, we saw we saw spikes in certain areas and, and education was certainly one of those uh, where whether you were totally in the in the school, whether you offered a, a hybrid model or whether you were totally remote, teachers still needed a way to get to the students and, and to do it effectively. And so we've we've been working on a, a couple of lines of touchscreens. Uh, which really allow people, especially if you're looking at social distancing students in a classroom that, that you know, you, you may have students a little further back than they typically are. And this is a way to take some of this touchscreen product. And, and, you know, we're seeing schools put in larger screen sizes where uh, this particular touchscreen product we're talking about has Chromecast capability. Mm. So if, if, the, if the students are sitting there with their Chromebooks, which seem to be the most, you know, popular device that everybody's using, you know, they can, you know, literally you can have a classroom of 35 kids if it's that large, all with the ability to, to cast onto that, to that monitor. Uh, and we've seen that be, be quite successful um, and, and think that it will be going forward as well. Uh, same thing in the corporate world. You know, we, we have an office in Atlanta and I'm down there frequently, but we're still, trying to make sure we, even if we're having a meeting with four or five people in it, that we're maintaining that distance. And so we've, we've got an 86 inch in our office where we're doing the exact same thing. And so I think we are seeing where people are going back into the corporate world, even at 15 or 20% occupancy, that they need that ability to be able to, to still get together and look at each other face to face. And some Zoom's great, you know, uh, go to meeting, whatever, you know, teams, whatever conference system we're using, but there's nothing like being in front of somebody face to face. And uh, I think some of these products certainly are allowing us to do that. Well, it is. And it's also allowing us to, to be, to do it, you know, somewhat socially distanced, right? Um, you guys have been developing a number of different video walls over the years, right? And, and, and products like that um, will let you, you know, display and pre- present, you know, let's say spreadsheets or, or some sort of a right. presentation where you can, you know, bring it up to a certain size, but also be able to collaborate um, in person uh, as well as remotely um, right. pretty effectively. Uh, so talk yeah. about that for a second is, is some of these new lines of, 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 of video walls that you guys have. Right. Yeah, we've, you know, it's, it's the video wall business has been interesting. It, it really took off quite, quite nicely in the first quarter. And then, of course, with COVID, yeah. you, you kind of saw the impact a little bit. And we're starting to see the video wall business take off again. Uh, and again, I think it's tied to people getting back into corporate offices. Uh, and also with some, whether they be retailers or whether they be, um, you know, people that are just trying to make an impact uh, in a lobby or something, we're seeing a, a lot of stuff take off. And, and, and as you mentioned, we, we, we have a new series called a presentation series, which is really geared to people that are using a video wall with, with kind of a white background. You know, think of mm. PowerPoint. You know, if you're a if you're a call center, if you're a, you know, a, um, 
you know, where, where you're looking at, at a large screen that where the background is really basically white, you know, a logistics center, whatever it may be. Um, these, these new models really do that quite effectively. Uh, we've put a panel in there that is specifically designed to this, and you can really see quite a difference in it. Uh, but I am happy to, to see that, the, that, that at least our video wall business is starting to come back quite nicely. Oh, very cool. When you see, look at, at kind of the next 12 months, uh, and I, I honestly made a conscious effort to not ask anybody beyond that, um, but we're, we're kind of close to, to the end of the year. So let's say that 12 to, to I don't know, 15 months, let's, let's, let's scooch into 2022. What are you seeing as far as not just digital signage, but, but you know, signage overall um, as an industry, whether that be education or the corporate space? What do you see as, as the next biggest kind of you know, evolution as we get out of, of this health crisis? Uh, do you see a lot of the, the pl- things that we're putting into place, the health and safety measures that we're putting into place? Do you see those sticking around as far as the technology? Or do you think that folks are going to leverage the technology in different ways once we're out of this, this health crisis? Right. Well, you know, Tim, it's, it's, we, and we talk about this a lot because we're trying to figure out that's kind of the $64,000 question, right? When, when does it end? Uh, you know, and if you talk to the airline executives or the hotel executives that are, you know, dealing with hospitality and people traveling, they, they don't see it really changing for quite some time. And, and I tend to think that we, we've kind of had an impact to even corporate offices. You know, the days of us putting hundreds upon hundreds of people into a corporate office I think in some ways that's changed for the foreseeable future, which I think people are going to, um, you know, really take a look at that uh, from a corporate perspective. And I think that's where digital signage can really help. I mean, if you, if you think about hospitals as an example, you know, uh, and my wife's a hospital administrator and you, and you think about what these people in healthcare have had to go through, um, you know, signage, and, and we did some of it at the beginning of the pandemic, signage really played a, a big part in wayfinding in some of those facilities where you didn't have people there to ask, you know, and you were limiting um, visitors and you were, so it, it's been very helpful in that respect. And I think that's going to continue. Uh, I think when you look at, at healthcare, you look at education, you look at uh, even retail, uh, as I said, I, I think corporate offices are, are going to be limited, maybe not by statute, but more so by by what each of these companies is going to want to do. And, and I think they've, unfortunately or fortunately, we've all kind of learned to work from home. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of our corporate, uh, you know, the, the Fortune 1000 or whatever, I think they're going to forever change, at least for the next forever, at least for the next three to five years, I think they're going to, they're going to really change their outlook. And I think that's where signage, you know, can really help, um, you know, in trying to, to do meetings and, and trying to, uh, you know, facilitate, um, you know, some of this communication, I think we can really help. Well, as we wrap up here, let's talk about some of that, that some of that wayfinding. Um, you know, one of the, the areas that helps with wayfinding is, is kind of an interactivity or an, an interactive display. There are two kind of ways to do that and, and talk about, you know, both in the education space as well as the corporate space, how you guys see um, the interactive displays helping as, as folks do get back, but also help in, in the interim when there aren't enough, let's say, you know, 
um, hall monitors and, and you know, mm-hmm. um, secretary staff to, to point people in the right direction. Yeah. Well, we've seen a huge in- increase in the kiosk business. I mean, if mm-hmm. you think about, you know, we, we've seen a spike in, in our, what, what I call small screen, 32 inch, 43 inch. We've seen a huge spike in that business. And a lot of it is being driven by, by kiosk manufacturers who are doing exactly that, looking for that hall monitor that isn't necessarily there in person, looking for the way to, you know, take somebody's temperature as they come in. You know, I, I, I haven't eaten out a lot, but I've, I've eaten out a little bit. And some restaurants are taking your temperature as you come in, you know, um, and, and same thing with schools and hospitals. And I think that's where the kiosk manufacturers are really starting to have an impact with that. And, and again, I think signage can help because it's, is it expensive? You know, I think we could probably argue that versus putting a live person there, but you're also not subjecting a live person to the impact of a pandemic at that point, if you will, yeah. uh, if you're putting a digital screen there. Uh, you know, and I think the research is now showing that that the virus can't live on a, on a touchscreen that's getting quite warm. So I think people are becoming more and more comfortable with touchscreens there, uh, which kind of comes back to the fact that we've seen these kiosk manufacturers really see a spike in their business. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Joe, as we wrap up here, you know, where, where do you see, um, you know, not just Phillips, but also, you know, the, the industry um, kind of helping out, let's say the next, the next, the next semester, the, or the next six months or so, uh, maybe through the second quarter of, of 2020, uh, 2021 right. rather, um, when it comes to, you know, getting folks, you know, kind of back to, um, not back to normal. I, 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 I'm not a big fan of that phrase, but just, you right. know, as, as we kind of move out of this, this next phase, this next stage. Yeah. Well, I think it, again, comes back to information. I mean, signage is just information. And, and I think if you look at, you know, as we start to kind of get back to whatever that new normal is, if you think about checking into a hotel, you know, doing that with, with a kiosk, if you look at going to a football game or potentially a basketball game or something, there are now displays all over stadiums and arenas ready for that impact, even if it's at a reduced capacity. Uh, I just, I just think it's a way for us to disseminate information and, and get it to people in a, in a way that one can be consistent. I mean, if you think about it in, in a large venue or a large retailer, whatever's coming up on that screen can, can really be consistent. Uh, and you don't have to, again, subject somebody with, you know, a, a live person there to, uh, to make that connection. So I think it's just, you know, uh, giving people information. And I think uh, that's what signage has really done for the last few years. And I think it's going to do that for the next, for the next several years as well. All right, very good. That'll be a good place to stop. Joking from Phillips. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you, Tim. Good to talk to you. For us, for Aviation, go by our website, aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv. Find this program and a host of others, including our two weekly programs uh, that looks at the residential and commercial um, industries and how the news will affect those. One is called AV Week, post every Monday, and Resi Week, post every Wednesday. All that and more at avnation.tv avnation.tv thanks so much for listening that's all the time we have for digital signage digest